Visit to Kentucky. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Visit to Kentucky by Alexander Clark from the Old Log Schoolhouse. LibriVox Coffee Break Collection Number 7. Toward the close of the fair month of May, we started on a short summer tour among the homes and schools of Kentucky and Tennessee. Our way led us over the Pennsylvania Central Railroad amid its thousand picturesque scenes and its unrivaled comforts and conveniences to the traveler. Tourists will be repaid a hundredfold by passing this way, among the rich farms of eastern Pennsylvania, along the romantic Susquehanna, the winding valley of the blue Juniata, and then to climb the lofty Allegheny Mountains by steam, and on and away over the western slope, down the wild Conema, until the beautiful Ohio appears beyond the smoke and dust of the Iron City, is truly grand. From Pittsburgh's noise and soot, we continued our journey westward, over the prompt and well-managed Fort Wayne and Chicago extension of the Great Central Railroad loitering a day or two at the dear old homestead among the hills of Ohio, with father, mother, sister, brother, where in days gone by we so often mingled our voices, our hopes, our fears, and our loves. What sacred memories associate with the orchard, the meadow, the deep-tangled wildwood, and every loved spot which our infancy knew! but those days of endearing union and communion as an unbroken family, when all our aims were one, when the same humble cabin roof sheltered us every one from all the outer world's storm and strife, when the only centre and charm of each life were blended in the sweet thought of home, those happy days have fled for ever. Yet the privilege of meeting, even seldom now, with the loved ones at home, to talk of our varied pursuits and prospects in the world, and to join hearts in the one cherished hope of a home in heaven at last, makes it a joyous time for us all together. There is not much time for observation while hurrying along by steam over hill and dale, valley, plain, and broad prairie, and three days of this journeying onward, singing through the forest, rattling over bridges, shooting under arches, running over ridges, brought us, by way of Chicago, Lafayette, and Louisville, to the quaint and quiet little city of Frankfort, the capital of Kentucky. During our stay in Frankfort we enjoyed the company of the children at a grand picnic, close by a cool, gushing spring, whose pure waters leap from the rockside beneath the shade of ancestral elms and sycamores near the banks of the Kentucky River. From eight o'clock in the morning until six in the evening, the old woods rang with music and with mirth, outspringing from the hearts of hundreds of exultant children. The ample and delicious dinner brought in baskets and eaten from a table of grass, the bright sparkling water from the spring, the songs, the plays, the speeches, the jokes, the frolic, and the fun, all, as free, as free as the winds they were and not until the far-reaching shadows of evening had gathered the silvery ripples from the surface of the river, and hushed to silence the warblings of the birds around, did we turn our faces homeward. That was indeed a jubilant day, and never shall its delights be forgotten. But the heart may not always be glad. There are times of pensive sorrow, and in the evening of our gala day 
the hours brought silent and solemn lessons when in company with a few young friends we visited the cemetery at frankfort by moonlight it was a calm sweet summer's evening such as would inspire any soul with purest emotions the location of the cemetery is on the summit of a hill that rises abruptly from the right bank of the Kentucky River, close above the town. The entire bluff, from the river shore to the summit, is densely covered with trees, bushes, and vines, forming an almost perpendicular mountain wall of foliage. Within the enclosure, nature and art have blended their handiwork to form a most lovely resting place for the dead white monuments of the purest marble rise up among evergreens shrubs and flowers the pale moonbeams shone downward through the darkened leaves and touched in quiet tenderness the placid waters of the river far below they lingered in loving nearness to the smooth white headstones here and there but they seemed to rest more gently upon the little green graves under the cedars oh the moonbeams were angel smiles the zephyrs of night were angel whispers, breathing holy vespers over the graves of loved ones sweetly sleeping. Near the edge of this garden of graves, and overlooking the clear-flowing river below, is the grave of Daniel Boone. His only monument is an appropriate surrounding of rocks and forest trees, so arranged by art as to represent the wildness of an unbroken wilderness. While we stood beside this grave and looked away up toward the full moon, we could see the topmost boughs of the tall firs and cedars waving to and fro very gently, stirred by the soft airs of summer night. It was a tender but touching symbol of life, eternal life, for the living branches waved, and their leaves were ever green. Rest on, thou honored slumberer in the tomb. Thy life was one of care and of conflict for these hills and valleys, now the homes of the thousands who revere thy memory, were once the dark and bloody ground. And when we all shall have slept like thee for a short night beneath the clay, may we rise to a fairer land above, where no savage foes molest or make afraid. We made a second visit to the cemetery on a Sabbath afternoon, in the company of a kind friend and his beloved children, whose peaceful home was ours while we were at Frankfurt, and were more than ever impressed with the surprising beauty of the place. It speaks for the finer feelings of the people to see such adornment in these streets and walks, and around the dwellings of the inhabitants of the sad and silent city on the hill. Never, in all our travels, have we received more genuine kindness and good cheer than from the hands and hearts of the Kentuckians. The stranger is at home wherever he may chance to wander in their midst, and to any one who goes among them as a friend, and with an honest purpose, the most hearty welcome will be extended. End of Visit to Kentucky by Alexander Clark